0: Chances are that today, maybe at this very moment, you'll be doing something on your mobile phone. In today's world, so much of life happens on your tablet or smartphone. From connecting with friends and family, to shopping, to even writing and editing, everyone is on their mobile all the time. But what does that mean for business? Organizations and IT leaders are racing to meet the demand of the billions of mobile users around the globe. In this special episode, we pulled some of the most interesting thoughts from our IT visionaries on how mobile is changing the face of IT and changing the lives of CIOs and CTOs everywhere. This podcast is sponsored by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash build mobile apps. First up, Joanne Olsofsky, the CIO of Salesforce, discusses how she and her team use mobile and how they are building a customer-friendly mobile workspace.
1: My team is physically in 35 plus different worldwide locations. We're very mobile. You know, we've implemented a platform that users can get to whatever they need to from their phones, their tablets, their computers. Personally, I live most every day in a tablet or on my phone. I can do whatever I need to do from those devices. Although, bear in mind, I'm mostly a consumer of information, whether I need to be in our Salesforce apps or email or productivity apps. It's all accessible from any devices. I think... To be a really great CIO and to be a really great IT department, you have to work where your customers work. You have to kind of sit side by side with them as they're doing their jobs. I think that's really key so you understand what challenges they really have. And I think all too often, IT organizations, we're so busy, we're so heads down doing what we do that we don't take the time to just stop and just get out of your four walls and go experience what your internal customers are experiencing, and more importantly, what your external customers are experiencing. So one of the things that we're starting to do now is to go visit with some of our external customers because I want to see what it's like when they interact with our web tools, with our mobile tools, with the things that my IT team provides that our customers use, to whether it's to you know pay a bill or see a contract or interact with us on mobile. I think it's really important because we want to be about customer experience and we want to be user friendly. And I think all of our CIO brothers and sisters out there that are providing the similar service for their customers, they feel the same way. We all want to be about customer experience and be the best, most easy to do business company in whatever industry we're serving.
0: Dion Hinchcliffe. The VP and Principal Analyst of Constellation Research spoke about the importance of meeting the demands of mobile users and how the rate of spending on mobile is an indicator of just how big and exciting the future of mobile could be.
2: This is one of the biggest shortfalls in enterprise IT today is the mobile experience. The the enterprises never figured out a way of addressing mobile at the speed that, of which the business wants to adopt it. There's, there is clear demand in the business for, for mobile enablement across the board. The data shows that most businesses have rolled out just a handful of applications that are designed to support the business. They're usually related to like field service and things like that, right? Timesheets, not getting your work done, right? And, and, and not the line of business applications. And uh, that is a big myth. And it, it, there's a variety of reasons for that. I, I mentioned mobile device management. It bo- sounds like a boring topic, but... There is no good way to manage mobile devices effectively and sideload app, uh, applications on them in a consistent global way, and it's been a long-standing problem. But that's only part of it. The other thing is IT hasn't been investing heavily. You know, there, I, look, there was a great uh, front page of the Wall Street Journal article about when GM realized that they were badly behind in mobile and needed to catch up. And so they are of the size that they can make that investment. They hired eight thousand mobile programmers in short order. Right.
3: Eight thousand.
2: <laughs> yes. You can look at GMI oh or 8,000 mobile programmers you can, and you'll find the Wall Street Journal article. And so they're trying to staff into the problem, right? And so they're one of the few that can do that. Most organizations can't, but that's what it takes. If you've been building up the giant IT organization and suddenly the entire world shifts and mobile becomes a big a part of, the, of the, the IT experience, you should be allocating a, a, a requisite portion of your IT resources over to the mobile side. That never happened and in most organizations, right? So let's say 30% of your... IT needs to be allocated to mobile. You can't shift it over because the old stuff still has to work too. What you really need have to do is go and ask for 30% more budget. But well, let me tell you what's going to happen. The answer is going to come back, no. And, and IT is forced to say, well, we have that experience, just not in the form factor you want. Go use the responsive interface or go use your laptop if you need to do that, right? And so you, you get to the situation where you have this good enough IT and IT kind of long since become demoralized. They're like, I can't give everyone everything they want anyway, right? So why should we try? Right. Let's, let's do the good enough IT because we are not seeing the IT budget being grown to the proportion that the enterprise is digitizing. Right, So technology spending in the enterprise is skyrocketing. IT spending is growing by you know 2 to 4% a year. So you do the math. What's happening? And lines of business are, are buying lots of technology and, and, and sponsoring lots of hiring outsourcers and sponsoring projects and, and paying for software as a service. And at this point, IT is about 50% of the IT budget you know, the actual IT department in in the average organization.
0: Next, we hear from Vala Afshar, the chief digital evangelist at Salesforce, who explains the importance of staying up to date on the changes in mobile technology.
3: I don't necessarily, you know, recommend rogue projects without collaboration with IT, although I have to admit as a CMO, I did bring some capabilities into my business because I didn't feel the IT organization could keep up with the demand of my customers when it came to marketing. So this is why successful CIOs look at shadow IT as an opportunity to learn and understand the urgency in that the business isn't gonna wait for IT. Your customers aren't gonna wait for IT. So for example, the demand for mobile app development is five times greater than what IT can produce today. Several research points to that inefficiency that exists. Remember 90% of the time we spend on smart devices We're behind an app. Only 10% were behind a web browser. So companies have to act like software companies, meaning if you're a company, you don't have a mobile app to engage with your customer, whether it's payments or purchasing or integrated e-commerce capabilities, you're going to lose market share. And at some point, the clever CEO is going to realize it's the CIO's responsibility to ensure that a company stays up to date
0: with technology. When Tony Bradley, the editor-in-chief of Techspective, joined us for an episode, he took a bit more of a contrarian's approach and went into detail about all the things that your phone can't do and why he still prefers to use a PC. But he also discusses when organizations do need to trend toward mobile and why it's important that they get it right when they do.
4: Mobile devices have, have exploded. You know, if you go you know, five years and definitely if you go over 10 years, you know, where everyone's got a smartphone, you know, everyone, you know, pretty much everyone's got a tablet. And in a lot of cases that has become the primary computing device. Now that where I would kind of step back and reverse that is I think that like the commercial that Apple had been running for the iPad pro or whatever, where they, you know, try to say that it's not a computer. What's a computer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the yeah. whole what's a computer. And I was like, okay, well that now, now I think you've gone a little too far. I mean, I think we all understand that that's just a different form of computer. And on the one hand, it's just a different form of computer, and on the other hand, there's a whole lot it can't do. Um, I mean, so I love my iPhone and I love the iPad, but you know, I also really, really love my Surface Book. So, <laughs> and I'm you know, so I'm still uh, you know, hardcore. I'm going to use my PC for a lot of things. In fact, my my wife is much more on the mobile side because she can just she could live her whole life through the iPhone. And she'll send me a link to something and say, Hey, you know, can you look at this or whatever? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna go pull this up on my computer <laughs> because I don't I don't wanna try to like deal with a, a mobile website. As evidence of the explosion of mobile, look at the number of companies, billion dollar companies, that wouldn't exist if it weren't for mobile devices. You know, the things that have like sprung up Purely out of iOS or whatever you know things you know th- things like Instagram or Pinterest or whatever that are companies that were basically spawned by mobile devices and have become you know juggernauts of their own and so there's there's just a, there's a lot of momentum there. not every company needs to have a mobile app. I would start there and say you know it, 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 it's sort of like if you remember the beginning of the dot com boom where like you know, first companies started getting websites. Then all of a sudden it became this thing where like everyone all, you had to have a domain, you had to have a website. But eventually I think some companies kind of stepped back and said, well, do we like, who are we trying to, you know, what's the goal of the website? Who are we trying to reach? And so if you're, if you're looking at, like you said, like an auto, like an automotive supplier or a, you know, whatever, and you're trying to say, you're trying to, to determine, do I need to develop a mobile app? I think the start of that, the answer to that question is, are you expecting people to do something else on their on their mobile device? If your business is such that there wouldn't be any reason for someone to like pull out their smartphone and try to go to your website and do business with you, then you probably don't need a mobile app. But if there's any function or any interaction with your company on the mobile device level, then yes, I think it, it's worth it's worth looking at. But but I don't think you want to just build a mobile app for the sake of building a mobile app because then it becomes administrative and potential security headache of making sure that it's updated. Because, you know, if you're going to have it, it's got to be good. Otherwise, you're, you're making yourself look bad, you know, just like with a website. You don't want to have a crappy website.
0: And finally, as the EVP of mobile at Salesforce, Layla Seika had a lot to say on the subject. She speaks here about the importance of creating a unique experience for your customer and how quickly you'll lose them if you fail.
5: When I think about why I sort of made the move to mobile recently and why I'm doing this, it's partially because there's something very similar going on in mobile. These days, every customer is thinking about how to create branded customer experiences for their customers on a mobile device. Let's just think about this last week, right? It was Cyber Monday two days ago. I'm embarrassed at how much money I spent on that day. I think a lot of people are, but I spent the lion's share of my time looking around on my telephone, right? And when you think to statistics, they're saying that we're spending over three and a half hours on our phones a day, and we're constantly sort of paying attention to how the experience is viewed on a mobile device. That is a very exciting prospect for Salesforce right now and for our customers specifically. So that's really why I wanted to come and focus my energies on the mobile platform and how we're gonna think about mobile for the next 10 years of Salesforce. So let's think about what 10 years are going to look like in the business world around how we're going to view mobility and think about mobility and what our expectations of mobility are going to be there. And even transcending not just the work, but how are we going to engage people with disabilities? Think about what voice does to someone that can't see, right? How empowering that's going to be for them, how that's going to shift the way. They can do their work. I mean, that that's an interesting and amazing responsibility and problem to think through as we ponder what mobile is going to look like in the future and how voice is going to come online. Like We launched Einstein Voice this year at Dreamforce, and already the uptick we've seen in usage and people interacting with the, with the application in a different way and data coming in in a different way, it's going to make everything even richer, which is a pretty amazing thing to ponder. I think maybe some CIOs should think about enabling the shadow IT orgs, right? Mm -hmm. So what about us, you know, and with with a declarative platform like Lightning, that's that's something you can do on the mobile side as well. But what about allowing those people to solve their business problems in a way that you feel like you have good control over how the data is captured, that everything's secure? I mean, of course, you want to make sure of all these types of things. But I think that we're past the day where one group can serve everyone's technology needs it's just too big that's too big a task for one team to take on like i think it's a it's a group wide effort so it of course needs to maintain like regulations and standards and security and compliance and building high quality applications all of that is a lot a lot of work and they have to maintain most of the main systems but i do think there are scenarios like Cheryl's for example where she's simply making processes move quicker because they you know she have, helps the data move through through the mobile device through voice what have you i think that we want to see more of that we want to enable the business leaders to make their processes run more effectively as long as they adhere to the rules and capture the information correctly. So, I mean, I think mobile is sort of going to be the forefront of that because that'll be the container, right? Like all of a sudden I was having this conversation with my husband the other day, like apps are going to become, your the, your app is your phone. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, that's the container now. Like that's going to be, if, you, if people shift their thinking and start building for the phone, versus for the app or the this or the that, all of a sudden we're going to have a lot more influx of technology and different stuff coming in. So the CIO needs to be well-prepared to sort of manage what that looks like and make sure no, you know, like I'm going to skip a step, doesn't end up hurting the company or doing something bad. I think the relationships going to shift yet again, and mobile will be at the forefront of that. I think the most exciting thing about mobile is what our customers are doing with it. Like for example, there's a university that wants to engage their students with a mobile app that has a campus map on it and a social forum for their students to talk to each other. And they're even thinking about helping their students predict their grades with AI, right? They're building that with Salesforce and they're able to just build and publish that without hiring tons of developers to get that work done. They can do it declaratively with the data set we already have under there. Or you think about a retail chain that's building a mobile app for thousands of their associates and. they have to have, they want it to be downloadable from the app store and customized to their look and feel. We have that going on with customers all over the place right now where they're really creating these unique experiences for their employees that allow their employees to react in a really easy way from their mobile device. So more and more we're seeing across the board all of our customers looking for ways to get more information on the mobile device in a way that makes sense for their users where their users are. I mean, you really mobile experiences, you, you lose people the minute it doesn't work. Right. There's yeah. no, like, you get at least a second on the desktop before they get totally angry. Right. But on the mobile device, you lose them even quicker. So, really testing everything as well as you can and really getting as much access to that as possible and working with other developers. I think that's another thing that we've seen at Salesforce. The more our mobile devs, low code mobile devs, are chatting with each other on our community forums, the more they're sharing experiences, the more we're seeing everyone building better apps.
0: Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash buildmobileapps.